friend, today we deal with expectation and how to manage expectations. One of the expectations I had for today's episode was that I would be presenting myself before you in video format for the very first time. However, due to unforeseen events, this cannot happen. So this is a great way for us to put into practice the lessons that I'll present to you today on how to deal with expectations versus reality. So I hope you enjoy the episode and that this is the first step into making us better humans and good and productive adults. Enjoy. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Road Up. I am Fernando, your host and friend. And here we talk about all things related to life and we break down different life concepts and we compare these ideas to when we were children versus what they really are now that we are adults. And sometimes we just delve into a little bit of like some self-development and we touch on many different types of topics, relationships, love, career, money, all of it. We do it here. So welcome back to episode 40. I'm so excited. I'm so thirsty. I'm so excited to be doing this episode. Um, it's been a journey, but I'm not going to get all hum, hum, hum about it. You know what? Let me just have my sip of water. And we get to the show. So today we are going to talk about managing expectations and how to balance reality versus fantasy. It's still the month of love. And I think it is a very important concept to explore considering that love is all about expectations. It's all about being realistic. It's all about, you know what, communicating your intentions and what you want to get out of a relationship to your partner and vice versa. So let us dive deep into this topic. Ideally, I'll do like a childhood breakdown on like, what do I think about this? What did I think about expectation and love? I don't know what it would be now. I didn't think about it, but I guess maybe um, I'd say that like as a kid, my idea of like love was very much centered around fantasy, around the whole Cinderella, Prince Charming. It wasn't realistic. Um, I didn't really understand what my parents had. I didn't understand what real life people or real parents or real married couples or people in relationships really had to deal with. In terms of relationships, I didn't even consider the fact that there are expectations that people tend to have, that there are challenges in communicating these expectations and also just forming these ideas that is a little bit of a challenging gymnastics. So for me, if I can say childhood expectations or childhood understanding of expectation and relationship and reality or fantasy was that, hey, we all fall in love and we get a Prince Charming. <laughs> That's all I knew. <laughs> so I don't really have much to say, but I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. So drop a comment in the um wherever you're watching this if you're on youtube just let me know in the comments like what was your childhood idea and experience of expectation or or surrounding love and expectations it would be very interesting to know what you guys thought but in this topic today what we are going to do is talk about so i broke this down into like four kind of sections four sections kind of 
So firstly, we're going to talk about expectations. We're going to break down what these are. We're going to talk about healthy and unhealthy expectations and how to communicate these to your partner and everything that surrounds expectations. And then we're going to have the same breakdown with reality versus fantasy. What is reality? What is fantasy? And how does this apply to love and relationships? And then we're going to talk about uh, ways that we can balance and manage and communicate expectations to our partners in a healthy manner. And then we're also going to talk about strategies on uh, that we can use to balance uh, fantasy and re reality in relationships. And of course, after that, we're going to do our closing remarks. So before we dive into this topic, I'd like to ask you all to please share, like, subscribe so that we can grow, so that YouTube can know that you like this thing. And I also want to encourage you to go over to Spotify, Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Leave us your comments. Let us know what you think of the show. Let me know. I don't know why I'm talking the plural. Like, huh. And let me know what you think so that, you know what, maybe we can just start talking about things that you guys are interested in. Fun fact, um, I am on video right now. This is the first time I'm on camera. So it's going to be a very interesting adjustment because uh, for those who don't know, I am short-sighted. So I'm experimenting <laughs> as I'm going, but I'm not going to waver. We shall continue a luta continua, as my fellow Mozambicans say. So let's see how this goes and let us dive straight into the topic. So expectations, what are expectations and why are they important? So first, let us break down the definition of expectations. According to the Google uh, Dictionary, expectation is a strong belief um, that something will happen or is the case. So an expectation is a strong belief that something is going to happen or for this thing to be the case. So I would say an expectation uh, is that, let's say, for example, if I'm hungry and I decide, hey, I'm hungry, let me go to the fridge. Let me see what there is for me to eat. My expectation is that I'll open the refrigerator and I'll find something to eat. That's the expectation. And I believe that I'll find something to eat. And that's why I make the decision to go towards this thing and open it up. Because I believe that if I go there, I'll find something to eat. That's, that is how we can break down expectation, right? Why is it important to have an expectation? Because I believe that expectations kind of give you a map into what you are able to tolerate in life. What you're able to... um. How can I put it? What you're able to manage in terms of interpersonal relationships, for example, right? I have this expectation that in a relationship, my partner will be loyal to me. That's an expectation that I have, right? So I know that if this expectation is not met, I will not tolerate this in this relationship because this expectation is not met. Maybe I will not tolerate it. I could forgive it, but maybe it could be a thing of like, you know, okay, maybe, uh, you know, an unfaithful situation happened. What can we do about it? How can we move from here? Because this expectation was not fully met. And how do I deal with it? If my expectation is not met, how do I handle that situation? So it is important to understand what expectations are and how you can manage them and to have them so that you can kind of learn to set boundaries. You use your expectations to set boundaries, in my opinion. What is the difference between healthy and unhealthy expectations? This is a thing, if you didn't know. And the best way that I can think to explain 
or how you can identify the difference between a healthy and unhealthy um, expectation is this, right? It is very important for you to understand, to know that an expectation is not a fact. It is simply a belief, right? It is not a fact that your partner will be loyal to you, but it is a belief that they will be loyal to you. Do you understand what I mean? You don't know for a fact whether or not this person is going to be faithful, but you believe that they will. So that is a very important distinction because you need to make sure, oh shit, I made a mistake. In order for you to have, um, in order for you to have a healthy sense of expectation within your relationship. I think it's very important for you to understand that this is a belief and this belief that you have with regards to whatever situation there is needs to exist within the realm of possibility, right? This belief that you have needs to exist with the realm of possibility. It can't be something that you just make up and then you live in your head within this thing and it's possible and it's not doable, right? For example, how can I put this example to make it an example? So if it's something that you believe to exist within the realm of possibility, is it possible for my partner to be loyal to me? Yes, it is possible. So is it okay to expect loyalty from my partner? Yes, it is acceptable for me to accept this person to be loyal because this belief, this idea, this concept exists within the realm of possibility. What would be something that does not exist in this realm of possibility? Is it fair, right, for you to expect someone or your partner to... Ugh, I didn't think of an example of something that's outside the realm of possibility, but I'm thinking, for example, right, an example of women who are very set on having a partner that earns a very exorbitant exhibit whatever amount of money you know like we hear for example the american women talk a lot about these six figure men in rands i'm not even gonna go there because i mean six figure in rands is kind of like <laughs> we are getting by <laughs> but and i'm talking six 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 figures yearly all right because i mean twenty five thousand rents does not get you anywhere so like the idea that 30 300 rents is an acceptable amount i think in terms of like yeah but anyways i don't like i i don't dive too much into that but let's talk about women in rents who are looking to only date men that make seven figures and up right or above seven figures my issue with that is how many of these men exist within your circle and do these men want someone like you? Is it possible? Yes, right? Can you expect it? Yeah. But when you live in a middle-class um, environment or lower, you will not easily find these men, right? So like in, it's not that this thing is so impossible, but I mean, within your reality, within your space, I think it's a little bit of an unreasonable expectation for you to have of someone who is, ah, I thought of it better. I thought of it better. It came to me because I was like, I'm talking shit right now. Okay, I'm fixing it. Is it reasonable for a 19-year-old girl who just graduated college to expect 
to be in a relationship with a 19-year-old boy who also just graduated, not college, high school, right? Who It's your first year of university. Is it fair or reasonable for this 19-year-old girl to look at a, a, a peer of the opposite sex or whatever, a, a, a person that she has an interest in having this relationship with, to be a high-earning individual? Like, how common is it for a 19-year-old to be a millionaire, to be self-made, to have work ethic, to have all these things that women want in a man, right? So that expectation is outside of this person's realm of, of, of possibility because now you cannot date college boys and expect these things. That's why younger girls tend to go for older men where they can expect these things and it is reasonable for them to accept that, right? So something like that, right? You kind of need to understand that, sorry. You kind of need to understand that there's a sense of, um, there's a set of beliefs that do apply to certain people and to certain uh, places in life and certain situations in life. So if your set of beliefs is within a realm of possibility, you can kind of consider that, you can consider that, let me not say kind of, you can consider that a healthy um, set or, or, or a healthy type of expectation. But if you analyze your belief and you see that and you compare that to your realm of possibility, whether it's possible or not, if it's not, you know, it's unhealthy. You're being unreasonable. All right. So, um, oh, shit. You know what I did? I like, ha, I skipped all the way with my notes. Um, Okay. So next, it is important for you to identify and communicate your expectations. Now that you know what is a healthy and what is an unhealthy set of expectations, it's important for you to express these ideals to your partner. Why is it important for you to tell somebody what your expectations are? Because nobody's a fucking mind reader, right? We don't read minds, right? You need to let someone know what you expect from them so that they also understand whether or not they're able to deliver on these expectations. Because if you're not able to, and, and it's very important also for you to communicate these expectations efficiently and effectively. They need to be very reasonable because anything unreasonable is hard to explain, I, I think, right? That is kind of like my theory. Anything that is hard to explain is a little bit difficult uh, for you to cater to. So anything unreasonable is hard for you to explain. So make sure that your expectations are reasonable and healthy and possible to achieve and communicate these efficiently to your partner so that your partner can analyze and say, hmm, am I able to do this for you or not? And they will then communicate to you what their limitations are and you guys can take it from there. This is what compromising is. You communicate your expectations. Your partner lets you know whether they're able to provide or, 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 to, or to fulfill these expectations or whether or not they have limitations around this, this um, expectation. And you guys can now have a discussion on whether you're whether to or whether you are comfortable 
in letting go of these ideals or if you are uh, capable of adjusting your expectations. That's what compromising is, right? So it is very important for you to learn to communicate and identify what your expectations are. And the dangers of unmet expectations come in that because many people don't effectively communicate what the expectations are. And these expectations are now unmet and unfulfilled. And this builds resentment and it builds disappointment for no reason, simply because you're not able to efficiently communicate what you expect from that person. All right. So this is kind of like the breakdown that we have with what is expectation, right? And how can we identify whether these are healthy or unhealthy expectations? And how can you move forward from there? How can you identify your expectations? You need to know how to identify expectations and you need to know how to communicate them efficiently, right? For example, let me, because I'm realizing now that I didn't give you an example on how to identify. How do I identify my expectations? Know what you want. And I'm not going to tell you how to know what you want, because if you don't know what you want, then girl, I don't know what to do for you. It's a, psh, I can't say anything further than that. Know what the fuck you want, right? If you know what you want, then you know to say that, oh, I expect one, two, and three. But also with knowing what you want, again, you do the exercise of looking at your expectation or this thing that you want. Do you believe this thing to be the case? Do you believe this thing to be possible? If you believe this thing to be possible, now you need to analyze whether or not is this thing possible in your realm of possibility, like in this existence, is this thing even a possibility? Now you know if it's healthy or unhealthy. Now you can say to your partner, I expect this one, two, and three. Once you know what you want, you easily be able to communicate what you want. All right. And there's a danger in not being able to communicate that because it may lead to unmet expectations, with, which then lead to resentment and disappointment. Now I want to talk to you all about reality versus fantasy, right? Why am I even bringing this up? Because there's this idea that people tend to live, live, ugh, oh, women. We are very, 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 very in touch with the fantasy world. And it is a danger when it comes to relationships. But we'll dive into that once we understand the difference between reality and fantasy. What is fantasy? Okay. Uh, fantasy is defined as a faculty or activity of Imagining the impossible and the improbable. Uh, yeah. So, okay, let me read this again. Let me take my mic out of my thing. So fantasy. All right. Fantasy is defined as the faculty or activity of imagining impossible or improbable things. In a broader sense, fantasy can also refer to many imaginative or unrealistic ideas or concepts, such as an idealized version of reality. All right? I'm going to read that again. <laughs> In a broader sense, uh, fantasy can also refer to, um, to any... Im okay, let me read it again. Never mind, I'm not going to read it again. Okay? 
we understood what fantasy is. So this is anything that has to do with everything that has nothing to do with reality. It's all in your head. It's what you imagine. It's that sense of safety. Um, sorry, I was just, I couldn't see. Oh, this is so weird. Okay, I have to get used to it, but I'm going with it. I'm going with it. Please bear with me. All right. Um, so this is what uh, fantasy is, right? It is is all these things that you imagine that you build in your head, right? That helps you form your own sense of reality, but it is not necessarily related to what reality really is. Now we are going to identify or define what reality is. Reality refers to the state of things as they actually exist as opposed to an idealized or notional idea of them. It is the world around us that exists um, independently of our minds or consciousness. Conscien consciousness is a word that I really struggle to say. And it e encompasses both the physical and the abstract as and abstract aspects of life. All right. So don't confuse abstraction or abstract ideals. Okay. Don't confuse those with fantasy because what abstract ideals are from my understanding is the little nuances of life. There's context to everything, right? Nothing is black and white. But something is what it is. Reality is set. Reality is what exists. Reality is what's out there, what we face. This thing here exists and it is breaking. No matter how much I believe that it's not going to break, it is. That's the reality of it. But there's nuances to, nuances to the idea that it's broken, but it still works, right? Even though it's broken, I can still use it. That's the reality of it. So it doesn't mean that just because it's broken, it doesn't work. It can be broken, but still functional. There's something a little bit abstract and complicated about that, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's still functional, even though it's broken, right? That's the reality of the situation. Fantasy would be, I believe that this thing works. No matter what I do, no matter what, you know, no matter how hard, like in, I, I can ignore the fact that it's broken and just believe that it works and even when it's broken i don't know but you get what i mean right so that is the differences between fantasy and reality and it's very important for you to understand that because you can really understand the things that you are building your expectations around are you building your expectations around reality or are you building your expectations around fantasy hi you didn't see how i was going to combine those two did you now <laughs> that is where reality and fantasy fall in line with expectation your expectations need to be built around reality and not fantasy okay um oh okay this is this is because uh, i'd made a mistake i i had done some funny things earlier on so i want us to understand the importance also of striking a balance between reality and fantasy why should you even consider that right why wouldn't one strictly live in in reality and, and and ignore the concept of fantasy fantasy i think gives somebody the ability to 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 aspire beyond what what your circumstances are right um I think of maybe somebody who grew up in very difficult background in like the ghetto and they didn't have running warts and they didn't have the best opportunities in life. The fantasy of being able to leave that environment, even though they are living within this reality, 
But the idea that it is possible for them to get out of it, that they can do something to get out of that and to dream about it and to fantasize about it gives people the ability. Ah, crap. You know what? I have bad luck today. Okay. I have bad luck today because my cameras keep dying. This is the second time <laughs> my camera dies on me. So I'll just go on without it. Um, the idea... The idea that reality is something that um, is he, he, that this person's reality limits their ability or, or, or the idea that they can leave this place. Um, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Okay. It is important to have a sense of fantasy. And a sense of belief that you can do some things beyond your current reality, right? Because like I was saying, if this person believes that they are stuck and they were born in this life and what they do every day will not make a difference into the possibility of them, of them leaving that reality, it, it can kind of hold someone back and, and keep them in that state of mind or in that place. But if you do believe that your reality does not shape you that you can dream about something bigger that you can work towards something bigger you know it, it just gives you that type of hope so that is where a uh, fantasy and reality kind of fall into in line and and having a balance between the two understanding what is real and understanding what is not helps you really shape um your expectations now i want to dive into what the pros and cons of living in a fantasy world versus the real world are right so the pros of fantasy gives you a sense of escapism not even a sense it gives you that ex es escapism the english is going away from all of the world's problems and stresses so you can escape from what stresses you out again the analogy of the guy who comes from the tough background he can just go into his bedroom play some music if he can and just dream and just and just for a minute just just leave the reality of this tough life and just um imagine a world where their life is a lot easier and a lot more um tolerable right it gives you an unlimited it gives you unlimited possibilities and freedom you're free from things that hold you back you're free from insecurities you're free from negative speaking right so in, in a sense of when I want to do something, when I want to achieve something, right? The 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 belief and that sense of 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 fiction that I'm greater than what I am, that I am where I'm not right now. The fake it till you make it, right? It gives you that freedom. It frees you from that negativity, from that um sense that you cannot achieve what you want to achieve, right? Um, it gives you a sense of control and power over your surrounding, okay? So fantasy also gives you a sense of control and power over your surroundings, right? Like, um, I feel like a lot of this is very intertwined, you know, because now I can just control my reality because this is what I want to be true and this is what I believe to be true and this is what I make it to be true. And it gives you also the ability to create your own reality, right? Like I was saying, it just gives you that sense of control over what you want your world to be like and how you want your world to, to, to 
and how you perceive your own world. The cons of the fantasy world, it gives you that disconnection from reality and the real world pos- uh, responsibilities, right? So you cannot think that by believing that, you know what, I'm the world's greatest superstar and you know what, my music is going to make it. You stop working, you stop needing to pay your bills, you stop really focusing on doing those things because you're so disconnected from the fact that, yes, you are a great superstar, you're a great musician, but you're not there yet. You still need to pay bills or get a job and do something about it, right? Gives you the inability to cope with the fact that the world has real problems so you are you are unable to equip yourself to deal with problems you you your your skills in problem solving will lack because you don't really face and encounter problems as they really are there's a lack of true human connection and in relationships because you believe that relationships should be a certain way. Maybe you look at a lot of Disney movies or you look at what's on social media and you believe that that's the reality of relationships. When you watch movies, you think that's the reality of what love is, what romance is. And it just gives you that disconnect and you're unable to connect with a real human on that level. And lastly, um, it gives you an unrealistic expectation and disappointment when the reality fails to meet them. So again, right, when reality hits you in the face, when you realize that people aren't what they seem, what you think that they are, it gives you that sense of distrust and um, it just hurts a lot more and you're not able to deal with these um, uh, uh, these fallouts because you have lived so much in fantasy that you don't understand the reality of how people manage uh, relationships and situations. Now we are going to move on to the pros of living in the real world, okay? There's opportunity for growth and personal improvement. So if you're realistic about what life is and what people want and what you want to achieve and what is possible for you to achieve, you can learn from your mistakes. You're not delusional about things. You're not delusional about the possibilities. You understand them and you can improve in order for you to achieve your goals with that realistic mindset, right? Um, Meaningful relationships uh, and human connections, right? So you understand lies, you understand deception, you understand authenticity, you understand love, you understand care, kindness, you understand intention. That is what realistic relationships entail. You and your friend benefit mutually from one another. So you don't have unrealistic expectations from this person because you understand what you give and what you're receiving from this relationship. The opportunities for personal success and achievement are greater, right? Because you know what you can achieve. You know, based on what I have right now, based on my reality right now, I can go so far. And if I get that far, I can go even further, right? So your opportunities are greater because you don't, again, you don't live in a world of delusion. And lastly, the ability to face and overcome challenges because again you're realistic you understand that oh i can't just cross the bridge i need to first get a harness i need to get a safety net i need to do one two and three i can't just jump in the water i need to know how to swim i don't it's not enough to believe i need to train i need to do two and three and so forth right so you are able to cope and overcome challenges because you live in that sense of reality the cons of living in the real world you don't think that they are but they are 
So there's real world problems and stresses. You really feel and you deal with these and you understand them. And um, it's tough, right? It hurts. It's, it's nicer. It's easier for you to live in a world of delusion and pretend like things don't exist. But when you are realist, you face these things and it's very, very challenging to go your life daily and, and just having to really face these demons. There are limitations and restrictions, right? So again, you know what the boundaries are and you, you, th those walls are very clear. They're very realistic to you. You don't dream beyond that. You only think about how far you can go based on what you know, based on what is real to you right now. You don't think that there's a possibility beyond this thing, right? And there's lack of control over certain circumstances. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if this is so much of a con. I actually didn't think this through, but it's a reality, right? And I think that for me, this is actually a pro because I like the idea that I can only concentrate on what I have control over and what I don't have control over, I don't fuss about. That is how I cope with this line. When there's lack of control over certain uh, circumstances I don't think about them anymore I understand that they're there and there's nothing I can do and I just have to face the the challenges that are in front of me at this moment but I will not try and change the, those circumstances because I understand that I have zero control over these situations and lastly of the cons of living in the real world there's the inability to live out certain fantasies or dreams Ooh because you're constantly thinking on how impossible or how possible something is. So that is basically the pros and cons of living in the real world and living in a fantasy world. But it's also important for you to recognize when you are living in a fantasy world and when you're losing touch with reality, right? Um, and one way for you to do this is, you know, maybe you can set goals, um, you can also try to identify what are your sources of reality. A lot of people tend to focus a lot on social media or in external media, for example, when it comes to relationship, to have that idea of what is love? What should relationships be like? What should a husband do? What should a wife do? Gender roles and whatnot, right? So there's a little bit of a danger there where you start losing touch with reality because now you're starting to lose the fact that you're dealing with an individual and the complexities of the individual in front of you because you're trying to compare your partner to, I don't know, fucking Obama, for example, right? People look at Michelle Obama and Barack Obama and they have Id idolized them in a way and people want that type of relationship. But there's complexities there because these are two complex individuals that have gotten together. One thing that I say a lot to my friends is I know for a fact that the relationship that I have with my husband right now is unique to the two of us, that I'll never have what I have with him with anyone else. I am who I am and he is who he is. And because we are this different, we are who we are, right? Individually, we make what we have together. With somebody else, even though I don't change a thing about myself, I'll not have that relationship because the person is not him. The person is someone else. They come with other challenges with other traumas with other experiences and that creates a different dynamic in relationships so you need to really really rethink what are your sources when it comes to um reality and inspiration for 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 your relationships right um there's also the uh the inability to accept 
the oh the inability to expect to accept how reality the reality of your relationship and and how and how your relationship is unfolding so that is also something to really consider when it comes to um understanding the differences between reality and fantasy because if things are happening a certain way the your relationship is going in in a specific trajectory and you are not able to see things for what they are and you're unable to accept the reality of your relationship it gets you stuck because if things are not going well and you still believe that things can go well and you live in this fantasy or you create this fantasy world for yourself around what this relationship should be like and you work towards that and you don't see what is happening in front of you it creates a very unhealthy and toxic dynamic and on the flip side if things are going well and you have this ideal that things shouldn't be going this well things should be going you know we should be fighting more because that's what people who love each other do they fight all the time why don't we fight why is everything so boring there's no excitement you could be missing out on the beauty and the uh, um how organic your relationship is 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 moving right so that is also one thing for you to be aware of when you struggle to realize and and accept the way your relationship is unfolding and also disregarding others um for the sake of your ideal um when you disregard what your partner is trying to communicate with you when you disregard what um how other relationships are being affected by your ideal when you disregard that then you need to maybe have a little bit of a reality check and understand that you might be living in a fantasy world so now we are going to talk about uh balancing your own expectations and that of your partner's One thing that people have a lot of a hard time with is compromise because people are very selfish and I'm here to tell you that in a dance of two people you cannot be selfish everybody plays a role right everybody plays a part it's not one gives more than the other you have to give what you come with um it's not quantifiable i cannot say 50 50 right you give 100% i like that saying when people say you give 100 100% of what you have and your partner gives 100 100% of what they have it's not a 50 50 dance it's a 100% dance from both parts and it's very important for you to understand that the same way that you have expectations your partner also has expectations right and you need to know how to communicate these expectations you need to know how to respect your partner's expectations and also fulfill them and also communicate whether or not you're able to or unable to fulfill them once we can establish whether we can or not or whatever this is where the compromising game begins because what does this mean it means that baby i want a housewife that's going to stay home and cook for the kids and take care of me and do everything while i go out and get the bread and you say baby but i have dreams i have ambitions and i'd also like to achieve certain things in my career i don't just want to be a housewife i'd like to start my own business and all of that and then you both go okay how can we meet each other halfway and your man says look it's fine um i'm so happy to go to work and bring home the bacon as long as you can do 1 2 and 3 and you say that's fine but can you also help me with these chores so that not everything is on my back while i also aspire to become a beach bus you know but also i want to homeschool whatever it is you guys have that conversation 
and you compromise. And that's what it is. It's understanding your expectations, communicating them, and then you can have a discussion on how you can make the work and how you can put the effort into fulfilling these expectations for one another. There's also the idea, um, and this is very crucial for us African married people, right? There is the impact of those cultural expectations um, on your relationship, right? Um, because as an African, you don't just marry your partner, you marry the family. And I know that for a lot of like the newer generation, people are trying to kind of move away from that, but it's very difficult to, because um, I, I can see it, right? Like when I married my husband, my husband's family is now responsible for me, right? Um, if something happens, they have to report to my family that I am sick and this and that and all of that. And the responsibility that you have towards these people is real. And so is the responsibility that these people have towards you. So it's very, I personally like to encourage that people look at these ideals. Um, I'm not saying follow everything you know, to the T or whatever. I mean, I don't, there's a lot of rituals and stuff that I don't do. I'm not spiritual. We're not traditionalists like that, but there's a lot of cultural concepts that both my husband and I are very respectful about, you know, like the idea of Lobola, the idea of, you know, when you get married, the aunties sit you down and they tell you how you, it's almost like counseling, you know, and they sit down, the, the uncle sit down with your husband and they tell you guys how to behave in a marriage, how to have, adequate sex how to you know when you a uh, mom when you ha give birth you go to your mother's house and your mother teach you how to raise your child how to be a mom how to breastfeed how to change diapers and all of that stuff so there's this sense of community and the sense of cultural responsibility that you have to answer to as an african right and i do want people to really start understanding the the, the history behind why we do things a certain way and also the complexities and how these things work and why they are the way that they are, right? You can also adjust your expectations in a relationship and become adaptable as things evolve, right? Because your relationship does not stay the same. Your relationship evolves as you do, as your partner does. We all do, we all grow, right? So you need to learn to adjust your expectations and adapt accordingly, right? Adaptation is the ultimate surviving tool, in my opinion. If you're not adaptable, you will struggle because things change, things progress. We age, our ideals change, our mindsets changes. So does that of your partner. So if you're not able to keep up with one another and adjust your expectations accordingly, you are going to have a problem, all right? It's also important to stay grounded in reality. Um... And one of the ways that you can do this is to set goals, it's to seek feedback and to stay connected to the real world, right? So when you set goals, you can see like how achievable can I achieve this within this time frame? I mean, you can tell yourself something unreasonable like, and I want to have a million subscribers in one month. Set this, that goal and work towards that. But then you can start seeing how reasonable or unreasonable that goal is. And you'll adapt and adjust accordingly. And you get feedback from people. Am I, would you like what I'm doing? Do you like the content that I'm producing? How do you think I can improve, right? So this can also apply with your relationship. You guys set goals like, and I want this and I want that. And you get feedback from your partner in whether or not is this thing, you know, viable? Do you like this? Should I change something? Whatever, like constant, that need for improvement 
does keep you grounded in reality consistently and it also helps you stay uh build stronger human connections right and you stay connected to the real world now we are going to talk about the strategies for finding a healthy balance between the reality and expectations right how can you be a healthy person with healthy <laughs> expectations have healthy fantasies but also living in the real world so do so for your mental health first and foremost and well-being right i feel like a lot of the times we do things just because just because it's what's expected just because you see it on social media or whatever if something is not sitting right with you you need to analyze it you need to really rethink it you need to you know put put thought to why is this thing not you know making sense so whatever expectations if they are being met or unmet or whatever it is make sure that it benefits your well-being right it cannot be something stressful because if you want to only marry six uh i don't know how much six foot tall person is in meters but like 1.9 meters you know you want the guy that's like two meters long you want him to be stinking rich you want him to be attractive and all of that stuff that that cannot be good for your mental health because you're seeking such an unrealistic and such a difficult it's not unrealistic in that it's not existing it does exist somebody does exist that is like that but what are the chances that you're going to come across this person that meets all those requirements you become stressful because now you live your life searching for this person and you just forget about the beautiful things that you're experiencing and you let life pass by you miss out on somebody that's so powerful in uh, not <laughs> not that somebody is powerful but you miss out on somebody that is going to just grow with you that is going to give you such a beautiful experience in life and such a beautiful relationship because you're looking for this six foot six figure what 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 so i think really make sure that your expectations are not causing you stress and that it's something that is attainable and that you're comfortable with communicate your expectations and be receptive to your partner's ability or inability to meet them right so we did say this at the top so this is a very important i think it's part of like a good strategy in order for you to understand whether or not you will be able to have a realistic relationship because now if your expectation is unrealistic your partner will say girl i can't do it right but if it's something realistic they will be able to and also if you're an open and honest and fair person they'll say look i think that's realistic but i personally am not able to attain that because 1 2 and 3 and you will know how to then move from there and you will learn you will learn to be open to compromise right so compromise and become flexible in managing expectations if you're not able to compromise and if you're not flexible in management of expectations girl you will be disappointed more than <laughs> more than not, more than not right and if you're not able to do this right if you're not able to be realistic if you're not able to let go of that fantasy ideal of what love and relationships are you'll really struggle to have a healthy and fulfilling relationship with your partner right so those are the those are the that's my deep dive into balancing expectations and reality and as a takeaway i want you all to really understand this uh, uh, and i feel like maybe i'm talking more to women on this one uh probably as most of the time but also men i guess right 
there's nothing wrong with having expectations. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I feel like expectations just set a tone. They set a sense of boundaries and a sense of like responsibility for yourself, right? You know that I expect somebody to be loyal, to be kind, to be this and that and that. And if somebody's not able to fulfill those things, you don't waste your time, right? But also you will learn whether or not your expectations are realistic or not by communicating and engaging and interacting with people consistently. Don't get stuck on the movies. Don't get stuck on social media. You need to be realistic. Talk to real people. Talk to real men. Talk to real women. Okay? And share your ideals and be open to criticism. Be open to feedback. Because this is what's going to help you adjust and reevaluate your reality. Okay? Especially the reality that you have set for yourself. So don't be so quick to judge somebody that doesn't agree with the expectations that you have set. Maybe you are being unreasonable and it's worth your while to sit down and reevaluate where you got those ideas from. What is your source of reality? Is it social media? Is it your internal shit? Is it novels, right? Or is it experiences that you've had in life? Is it experiences that you've seen other people go through? Or is it whatever it may be, right? What is your source of expectation? Because once you're able to identify that, you will know whether you're, um, harvesting toxic ideals or if you're harvesting things that will really help progress your life and i feel like it's also very important for you to understand and live in reality but also with a little touch of fantasy it doesn't hurt you know to dream a little bit and to just uh, make your world a little bigger than what it really is and your possibilities from that moment become a little bit look at the english i'm gonna break I'm going to break it. The possibility from that moment become a little bit more endless. <laughs> Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please remember once more to share, subscribe and leave a comment down below. Let me know what your childhood ideal of expectations and fantasy were and how it compares to you right now that you're an adult. And don't forget to subscribe and leave. Uh, I said it again. Eh? I love you. I'll see you guys next. Oh, you know what you mustn't forget? Don't forget to lead with kindness. Because we're all going through shit right now. And we don't need another person to make our lives worse. So ladies and gentlemen, I love you. And I'll see you next week. Bye.